You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. Welcome to It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth and Brenthurst Wealth has been voted South Africa's top boutique wealth manager 2023 and also many years before that as well. Today I'm speaking to Sonia Duplessis and uh, from her desk came a piece which is about retirement and sometimes I get a bit cold when I think about retirement but it says don't believe these six common retirement myths and before we speak to Sonia I'll just read you the first paragraph. It goes as follows. Far too many people see retirement planning as a topic cloaked in mystery and myth. It's no wonder so few South Africans can have the comfortable retirement they deserve. All too often, fear of the unknown paralyzes us into making wrong decisions or taking no action at all. Sonia, this is a really good article because it sort of, I don't know, dissects the retirement mystery, if you like. But you must understand that people, particularly people like me, put their head in the sand when you hear the word retirement. Yes. Um, hi, hi, Lindsay, and hello to your listeners. Thank it's, you. It's very nice, very nice talking to you again. And I think this article is you know, the article that I wrote is it's very straightforward, but it can make it has, you know, it can make a massive difference at the end of the day. Um, and I think also, you know, as we get closer to to the Christmas period, to the holiday season, it's a time when people reassess and review their financial affairs and check if they're still on the right path. And with this article, it's sort of like debunking a, a couple of myths, you know, what we think about retirement and how we should think about retirement. And the first myth is where I say I'll delay saving until I'm older or when I earn more. Ah, you and see. Now, before you, before yeah. you go on, I have to say, this is the worst one. People, you know, people, yeah. let's say they've just left university or college, whatever it is, and they get a job and they're earning enough money to save you know, a few hundred rand a month. They say, nah, it doesn't matter. Let, let me go on a European holiday or something yeah. and I'll delay my saving until um, I get a little bit older because I'm 25, 30 years old, whatever it is. I don't need to save now. Nonsense, of course, Sonia. Mm. Yeah, look, it's 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 quite scary if you look at the at the graph in the article and the, the graph illustrates two people where the first lady, lady Susie, she is saving a thousand rand a month, which is reasonable. It's not a big amount, yeah. but the period is for 65 years with a 10% per annum increase. So it is a massively long period. It's 65 years, but you'll be amazed at the result if you compare that to someone that only started saving at a later period. So so Susie started with a thousand rand a month, increased by 10% per year for until age 65. Contributions is less than a million rand, so 780,000 rand. Yeah. End result is seven eighty-seven. Point two million rand. That's extraordinary, okay. Sonia. It yeah, it's massive. And if you compare that to someone that second person only started at twenty one, also with a thousand rand a month, increased by ten percent per annum, contribution is just over five hundred thousand rand, but the net amount is just shy of ten million rand, so nine million rand nine point five million rand. But it's a 60 million rand difference, and it just shows you the power of compounding interest. Yeah. And 
you know, very few of us, Lindsay, can start from day one and when, when we are born, you know, unless your parents start saving for you. So, so it's, you know, it's maybe a bit unrealistic to save for a 65-year period, but it just shows you, it illustrates how important um, starting early and the power of compounding interest. And if you see this, I know a lot of people might start early to save for their children. And, and even if you hand that over, that, that savings vehicle, hand that over to your child to continue when they can afford to do that, you'll be doing them, you know, a big, big favor. Yeah, so... And also, Sonia, day, also, Sonia, yes. it's, it's a very good discipline as well, isn't it? I mean, you're mm. talking about a thousand a month, and in, 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 in these days, a thousand rand is is nothing. Certainly, if you put it into dollars. But on the other hand, if you do it every month, it just becomes normal, and it's a great discipline yeah. to have. Now, myth number two, Sonia, is you say my company pensions will take care of my retirement. Not so, apparently. Yes, yeah, Lindsay. So, I, I mean, I can talk. 40 minutes just on this topic, but I often see this in our, in my office where, you know, clients, you work for, a, especially people working for a corporate, you start working for a corporate, you hand in your forms to HR, you tick the boxes where you want to save for retirement, but you don't check, for example, you don't check where the money is going to. That's your first fault that you're making. Often then it defaults to money market. You are saving money, but you don't realize that it's not going into an asset class that's actually going to let your money grow. So people should be very, you know, it's very important that if you are saving towards your retirement through a company pension fund to make sure that it's in the in the right growth engine, if that makes sense. And then also the second assumption that you should not make is to, as I said, that the company pension fund will be enough for me when I decide to retire one day. Um, you know, it's often not enough. The, the rule of thumb is that if you are saving 15 to 20% of your salary, that then, you know, you'll have about 70% of your income or you'll be able to, to generate 70% of your income when you retire. You know, and it's not enough for a lot of people, you know, with the rise of rise of, of costs, it, it's not enough. So no. one has to make peace with the fact that you have to supplement your company pension fund contribution and that you can do with an external pension or RA or just into a discretionary investment portfolio. Quite right. The other th point number three now, myth number three, is very interesting because I would imagine that, for example, most people's parents' retirement was completely different to the people that are retirees today uh, because retirement yeah. means the end of work. It doesn't mean that at all because we're living longer and, you know, maybe we have to supplement our retirement savings. Yes, Lindsay. I mean, my my dad, like he's told me the story many times, like when my granddad retired yeah. at the age of 55, no half, because back in the day, like, you know, 80, 90 years ago, that was quite normal to, to, to retire at 55. But he then went straight, him and my grandmother went straight to the old age home or the retirement village, because that was just the thing to do. Like mm. if you retire then you stop working and you do gardening the whole day or, you know, whatever. But these days it's very, very different. You know, it doesn't mean retirement doesn't mean 
it's the, the end of your working career. A lot of people um, start with a new hobby. A lot of people actually can't afford to retire. Um, and it means that they've got to supplement their income and start something new. Luckily, with medical advances, we, you know, we, there's no, if there's nothing wrong with the mind, you know, you can keep on doing what you're doing as long as you like it. So, yeah, retirement is definitely not something like... 80, 90 years ago where you go to the old or to a retirement village and um, you do nothing. Um, it's very different these days. Quite right. I'll retire at age 65. No, not anymore because of some of the points that you've just made. And some companies yeah. want an old head in order to, you know, to steer the youngsters. I mean, you don't, if, if you're fit and active and you've still got a sharp mind, which most people at the age of 65 are, then the company says, well, no, carry on. It's not as if it's a, it's a death sentence because you reach yeah. 65 and you get a little clock from the company and a farewell drinks. No, not anymore, Sonia. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and like you said, you know, with the, the, the more mature people, older people, you know, if, you know they, they've got a lot to contribute still to, to, to society. Um, they've got a lot to show the youngsters. So definitely the, the days are gone where you'll go on retirement at, at age 65. And hopefully, you know, some of the companies are also starting to lift that compulsory retirement age. Yes. And if it's there and you have to go on retirement, a lot of the time you can work on um, taking a, a, a contract. So, you know, you, it's just something that you've got to get your head around that you're not necessarily going to retire at at the age of 65. Quite right. Myth number five, my expected lifespan is 75 to 85 years. Look, it's not a bad age, but on the other hand, yeah. more and more people are living longer than that. And when they're 75 to 85, they're starting to, they're still active and they can still contribute to the economy, to society and to their own well-being. Yeah, Lindsay, I think, you know, if I get to age 85, I'll, I'll be happy. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll have a, you know, I, I feel like I've had a good run on earth. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the good and the bad thing is that medicine are keeping us healthy quite longer. And where we as financial planners used to only plan for 15 to 20 years of pulling an income from retirement funds, where it was quite normal, that we have to adjust adjust the, the our calculations where if a client goes on retirement at age 65 he'll probably have to pull an income for at least 30 years so and that boils goes back to the point where we are living longer we are going to need more money and you'll either have to work longer or start saving earlier and yeah just take the the, the subject around around retirement very seriously because you don't want to be caught off guard where you are age 75 and you've run out of money because if you have to start something new at that age I mean you can't then you have to look into your children's eyes or family members eyes or state funding and that's that's the situation that we want to, to you know we want to help avoid clients going being in that situation. Quite right. The final uh, myth is a, a more complicated one because it involves asset classes and being in the market. Myth number six, you say, I can count on historical returns. Of course we can't. History doesn't guarantee the future. Uh, maybe you could uh, elaborate on that subject, please. 
Yeah, so, oh, Lindsay, just quick, you know, we, we often, if we work on projections or spreadsheets or, you know, cash flow analysis projections, you know, the rule of thumb is that you can expect 12, 13% from equities over the long term. But, I mean, we can't bank on it. We live in such different times as opposed to 10 years ago. I mean, we've got two wars going on. Um, yeah. So you have to you have to plan for situations where we might be in a period like now where it's very low growth. But on the other side, we also live in a very exciting time where we've got sectors of the market where you can invest in electric vehicles or artificial intelligence or technology stocks um, that can provide massive investment returns. So. It's you have to be in the right asset class and you have to have a financial planner to help you and guide you in, in choosing the right option or right asset class. Exactly. And your final paragraph or a couple of sentences say the following. Your retirement journey doesn't have to be shrouded in mystery. You have the power to take charge of your future. And I strongly encourage you to do just that. That's what you say. Sonia, it was a really great chat. Thank you very much. Sonia Duplessis is head of Brenthurst Wealth Stellenbosch in the Western Cape. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company.